Brothers and sisters, Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in to Sunday School Bonanza, brought to you by This Week in Mormons. Uh, we're doing Lesson 45 this week. It's called The Family is Ordained of God. So, you know, as you're ready to curl up by a warm fire with some nutmeg cocoa, remember your family. I do post them, to be honest. You do what? I do post them. I'm a post them guy. Is that one of those? Is that is that like Pero? Is that one of those uh, yeah. fake coffee yeah. drinks? Oh, okay. Yep, Mormon coffee. Mormon, uh, yeah, I'm not too big on the peril. By the way, that, that, that wonderful voice you hear, everybody, that is Kurt Frankham from Leading LDS, uh, the leading website on leadership in the church. Definitely go Hello. there to at le- leading us, leadinglds.com, I believe, correct? Yes. That's it. I'll be there. That's what it's called. So Kurt's over there doing great, great work. He's been kind enough to take the time out of his schedule uh, to, to do this with us today. And we're very, very thankful he's here and appreciate his time. So once again, Kurt, thank you. Oh, go on. All right. So uh, we're talking all about the family. And this lesson is just, it's, it's geared all around the family, a proclamation to the world. That famed document from 1995 uh, just discusses everything about the family, the roles of the family. It's been a huge part of the church ever since it came out. And so we're going to kind of break through a lot of it today and uh, discuss the family. And I think it's very only interesting. Sp- oh, sorry. Oh, There's only seven, it's only seven scriptures in this lesson, a little factoid for all those teachers yeah. out there. Yeah, we're leaning on modern revelation That's for right. this lesson. Okay, so the revelation comes in the form of conference talks and ensign articles. And though I would love to, wouldn't it be great if we had, you know, if we recodified everything in scriptural form? So we'd have like the Book of Henry and the Book of Dieter. <laughs> Someday when you're in charge, Jeff, I'll look forward to it. I'm never going to be in charge because I have the worst <laughs> ideas ever. So it's gonna, it's going to be great. All right, so the family, number one, of course, is central to God's plan. And, and I love that. I love the things we're going to discuss today because it becomes increasingly easy as time goes on to discredit the family, to not think of it as the important uh, eternal unit that it is, uh, and to let a lot of things get in the way of it. So it's central to God's plan. Right there in 1 Corinthians eleven eleven. what does it say? I know what it says. It says, nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. Amen. Um, that's a straight-up scripture. It's great. It's absolutely true. When you come to have a family, I mean, I, I don't have kids yet. Kurt, I believe you have what? You have one child, right? One child. Kurt has one child, and so I think he can speak from better experience. But you come to see, as you see this family develop around you, how much it is central to God's plan and how much, at least for me personally, I realized like how much I was missing out on by not having a wife You know, at first. You realize how, how central they are to or how central you are to each other's eternal salvation. Uh, not just because that's what it says in the books, but from what you feel. And, and from uh, I, I feel much more closer to exaltation just from having a wife with me. And I, th- I could imagine you with a child now, I've seen the fulfillment of, of that promise as well, I would hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's life-changing. And, and really, I mean, you think you understand it until you're really putting that perspective in. And I think this is a good opportunity to, sh- to do a shout out to Al and just say, marriage is good, my friend. Join us. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Al. Al, my co-host on This Week in Mormons. Quit being a, a jerk. Get married. I have a, oh I have a single sister-in-law. Just going to put that out there, Al. Lives in Salt Lake. Okay. Is she, is she worthy of his, of his amazingness? Well, she is worthy, and she's fantastic. Well, no, the, so dating, families, we do it all on this show, everyone. But, we do. Uh, <laughs> but I, absolutely, I absolutely know that the family is central to God's plan. It is so important, and that's why it's so important that we, whatever kind of family we have, 
uh, whether we view it as broken, as fractured. I always joke that I came from just sort of a reshuffled family. My parents were divorced, but um, I had a stepmom. But everything was fine. Like my parents were civil with each other. I had cool step parents who didn't have weird issues, you know, of jealousy with previous kids or anything <laughs> like that. So I always viewed it like, hey, I have, I have just kind of like a reorganized family. And that's okay. Yeah. Whatever your family is, treat it as the blessing that it is and make the most of it. Some of you might come from very difficult family circumstances, and that's completely understandable. But yep. do strive to make the most of it because it is part of God's plan. And if your immediate one isn't perfect, you can build something better for yourself as your life goes on. You know, Jeff, that reminds me, uh, in my Sunday capacity calling as a bishop, many times you know, I'll get somebody coming in who's concerned whether their family's been through a divorce or not. Or, you know, like you said, a shuffling of some type with the family. Right. They'll get into the technicalities of, okay, so who, you know, how does this work with a seal and that? And does this mean I'm, you know, or, you know, you can go on and on about these technicalities of where the, you know, where they stand with the, the temple ordinances and so forth. And I always tell them, never, ever underestimate this, the power of that seal. And even even uh, in regards to maybe a child that's fallen away, or they just think, "Man, I'm I'm concerned about these choices they're making," and it really goes back to that seal. Never trying to find what that seal means or to find the power of that seal, because it really is. I think will blow our minds someday when we understand the power of that seal. Which leads us in, if you'll allow me, Jeff, to uh, point number yeah, two. Yeah. Go perfect. Uh, sacred ordinances make it possible for families to be together eternally, and this is a great point that really stood out to me because I think we uh, count ourselves among the Christian population in the world that focuses on a family being a a solid, important foundation in, in uh, you know raising children and so forth. But really, we are the church that works that into the ordinances, saving ordinances that really are directly related to our eternal exaltation. Um, and so yeah. as it goes through here with the, uh, the the importance of the ordinances related to the family, and it's not just, hey, let's get married and we'll live together and be more happy, but let's get together and go through an ordinance together to be sealed and exalted together. I think that's a, a powerful doctrine in this gospel. For sure. For sure. And, and we learned so, so much from all of that. The temple is awesome when you see that. And that's why I love being able to go there. I love going to the temple with my wife. I think it's awesome. It's an edifying, wonderful experience. Uh, as a side note, I love the extra perk that the DC temple doesn't have separated uh, rows for the men and women. You can actually, <laughs> if you get in the middle, you can sit by your spouse. It's awesome. Oh, really? It's great. Yeah, it's 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 great. And it's funny. I'm so used to it at this point. When, <laughs> when if I go to a different temple, I'm like, hey, what are you doing way over there? This is horrible. Yeah. So, so you got to time well, it right or like count out certain people so you end up in the middle. Just or? go on a weeknight and get there five minutes before the session starts and you'll be wow. fine. It's not really a big deal. Do they allow um, you to yeah. hold hands or anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll sit there. I mean, yeah, it's great. Uh, Holding hands thanks. with your spouse during an endowment session is awesome. Everyone, nice. if you can find a temple that has bench seating like that, go to there. Make it happen. Uh, now, building on this, we're going to talk a bit about the power to create mortal life. Um, being sacred. Now, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland taught, he said, the body is an essential part of the soul. Now, we declare that one who uses the God-given body of another without divine sanction abuses the very soul of that individual, abuses the central purpose and process of life. In sexual transgression, the soul is at stake, the body and the spirit. So remember that. If we're talking very specific uh, definitions of things, you have a spirit, you have a body. 
together that's what a soul is. Your soul is not your spirit. Your soul is actually you, basically, completely, you know, spirit and bone and everything like that. Um, that's, that's a powerful counsel. And of course it's hard. Heavenly father has been gracious in allowing us to experience the, that, that very, uh, that very godlike experience of creating life. And of course he knows it's a powerful urge and there are powerful desires associated with it. And I think he knew full, you know, full well that we were, uh, that we would struggle with it. That it would be one of the most difficult things to overcome or to keep at bay until the appropriate time. But, uh, it absolutely is wonderful uh, and sacred. I love that Henry B. Eyring also said, children are the inheritance of the Lord to us in this life and also in eternity. Eternity is not only to have forever our descendants from this life, it is also to have eternal increase. So I take that to mean we're supposed to learn important lessons about the power to create life in this life. So that's why Heavenly Father entrusted us with it and apply those lessons in the great beyond should we have the opportunity. This is just me. I'm just postulating. That's what we do I'm not here. speaking. I'm not speaking doctrine completely, but these are my <laughs> ideas. I don't know. I mean, how do you how do you feel about this, man? Well, you know, it's uh, like you said that there's a there's a reason why it's a powerful uh, a powerful urge, and when used in the right context, can be extremely binding, extremely uniting um, with your eternal mate and so forth. And so, you know, it's, there's a there's definitely a place in the the proclamation of the world. Um, for this concept and for this doctrine, because it is the the world completely misunderstands the power of this of this ability to recreate life. Yeah, they only focus on the fun ass side of things, right. and that's a part of stuff. But that's not that that's just supposed to be one of its attributes, not right. basically the sole focus of everything. So, yeah. well, should we jump into point four here? Uh, parents have a sacred duty to care for each other and teach their children. Um, and the, the quote that stood out to me is a quote by president Spencer W. Kimball says it is the responsibility of the parents to teach their children, the Sunday school, the primary mutual and other organizations of the church play a secondary role. And it reminds me of a, a member of my ward once, uh, using analogy or parallel. I don't know if it's completely right on, but he said, the church is simply the scaffolding, uh, you know, to, to the to the family or in other words it's not necessarily the point our we should focus on our family and and not not lean on the church and its many yeah. resources to build our family but use it as a resource um, to uh, you know supplement anything you're doing to build your family in righteousness and so forth but um, well I and I agree with with that I honestly I feel like we have so many the things that we have in the church as far as programs really exist because of the failings of life at home. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why a lot of them have come about. If everyone was just, just batting a thousand and doing a great job at home, there, there wouldn't be a lot of need for so many things. I mean, half the reason we have mutual and seminary and stuff isn't just to teach kids doctrine. It's to give them a reliable place to be together with people of their own faith where they can be edified and be strengthened in the gospel. I mean, that's the reason we do have for this stuff. So Yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely true on this one. Um, of course, the next one is successful marriages and families are based on righteous principles. I, I think that's a very, a very straightforward comment. I, I don't even know what I can possibly add to that doctrinally. But uh, yes, they're based on righteous principles. Don't base it on superficial principles, I believe is what the counsel here is. Don't base your marriage on worldly stuff, on worldly pursuits. Base your marriage and family 
on the temple. Be open about discussing spiritual things. And any family where I've seen greater happiness, better communication, this could be you know anywhere, anywhere. just a greater love and you feel the spirit in their home. I can, I can always see that there is great love shared, which is an eternal principle. There is patience uh, and there is an openness in discussions of the things of the spirit. And, uh, and not everyone's naturally perfect at any of those things. But I find that to be, to have, to just play an immeasurably valuable role uh, in, in making families more powerful and greater. Yeah. And of course, this goes on here to talk about some of the, you know, this is also the paragraph that describes the responsibilities of, of men, of women, you know, to be a provider, to be a nurturer, to do all these things. And uh, Kurt and I were saying before, I mean, we could get into a whole discussion about societal issues right now, about gender roles and stuff like that. And that's a Pandora's box. But uh, I, I believe the Lord, for one thing, is flexible. Of course, we, we strive to ideals. Uh, but, you know, don't ever sit there and think that this means that, for one thing, women are the only nurturers or something like that. Like, I'm a man. It's my job to make money and show up and be there and be a man. And that it's a woman's job to be some dainty flower who looks after kids. This is just... The Lord is merely saying in this proclamation these primary roles and the areas where you can lend your focus and your greatest talents. That is certainly not to say there is not overlap and there is, yeah. and you're not supposed to share roles and work together to make things happen. Yeah, and I would add to that is, you know, in a world where they look at that perspective as discriminatory, uh, you know, we should look at it as a strength and as a, as a blessing and so forth. It's not that we're trying to put one above another or, you know, put everybody in a box by any means, but look at it as a blessing. This is a power you've been endowed with and, and live up to it. Well, and I honestly feel like in life, I mean, the best teams are ones who can, are people who can complement one another. Yeah. Not ones who can do the exact same things and then struggle for supremacy or anything like that. You know, it's, it's really all about how you can make it work and find that fit where, <coughs> you know, my wife shores things up where I'm terrible at it. And I hope I do the same for her. And that's really the point of how you can work as a couple to raise a family. In yeah, my humble sure. opinion. Um, so there's that. And then the last point is just it's everyone's responsibility, like mayors and public officials. That's what Yeah, I love this this part where uh, uh, President Hinkie kind of puts it to world leaders. He says, to you men and women of great influence, you who preside in the cities of the nation, to you I say that it will cost far less to reform our schools to teach the virtues of good citizenship than it will to go on building and maintaining costly jails and prisons. But there is another institution of even greater importance than the schools. It is the home. I believe that no nation can rise higher than the strength of its families. Like, boom, home run. Gordon that's an awesome, awesome point. We, every society is going to have things to deal with when it comes to jails and you know, prisons, whatever else. But how much of that could be avoided if you started at the source yeah. rather than constantly trying to put a Band-Aid on the existing problem? I mean, yeah. that's... Absolutely true. That's prophetic counsel right there. It's great. Yeah, and politicians, it seems, just kind of miss that. You know, they, they worry about the schools and the different social programs. Very rarely do we, they say, you know, look in your home. What can we fix there? And, and really because they don't have much power to legislate. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it, it's know. hard. It's a, it's a fine – there's a hard – there's yeah. a fine balance there because yeah. politicians and leaders want to say, we might want to do this and that that could be better, but your private life is your private life, and we can't right. sit here and say, you know – we will mandate that everyone has a meal at the table at least once a week right. across the country. I mean, you can't do it, but, uh, but we can encourage people. And I think the most important thing to remember, going back to how the church 
It can't be relied upon to do everything for us. Remember that it comes to us as individuals. Like we can't even necessarily rely on our politicians to do these things for us, but we can rely on ourselves. We can be the ones who build a stronger society and everything else will sort of fall into place. Honestly, it will if we can lay that foundation ourselves as a people. Amen. There it is. Well, we're going to finish up now. It's time to go. It's over. Folks, uh, please go to thisweekinmormons.com. Shoot us an email, contact at thisweekinmormons.com. Also, visit us there and sign up for our mailing list and our gospel study sesh initiative, where we are going through topics of study via an email subscription list, which has been really successful so far, so we hope you'll join us there. Uh, and, of course, uh, go to facebook.com slash thisweekinmormons. Find us on Twitter, YouTube. Blah, 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 blah. Once again, go to leadinglds.com and, and hang out with Kurt as he inspires you and drives you to better things. Amen. I'll be there. And, uh, so uh, this is Lesson 45. Once again, the family is ordained of God. Kurt, thanks for being here today. Thank you. Really appreciate it. This is This Week in Mormons bringing you Sunday School Bonanza, and we hope that you have a great Sunday, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>